0: I don't think any of us would want to take this traveling advice, and even Jesus later on gives other advice, but here he's teaching his disciples divine providence. They have to depend on him for everything. They're they're greenhorns. They've never preached. They've never done anything. See, they don't know what they're doing, so he's sending them out with the promise. He has to teach them to begin to be filled with God as God... Uh, guide, guides them in the present moment in, what, in their task, so they can't even take money or food or uh, a suitcase, and that is, uh, that's a good segue into this, uh, you know, uh, this is my, Monday my 24th year of being a priest, and I uh, was thinking um, about something that they put on my, at Hillsborough when I first got ordained, they put a note over my door, said from lost luggage to lost souls, anyway, I thought it was funny, I wish I had a picture of that, it was funny, one, uh, 20 years ago, uh, I had a moment of weakness, I guess, and uh, I booked this, this tour to Egypt, I, was, uh, I just went by myself, and just, it was something I always wanted to do, and it was just one of those things. It would have been a long winter in Tillamook. Let me put it that way. And so, so I was on 26 headed toward Portland. I just said, I I don't know. I just hopped in a travel agency and was nosing around in there. Before it was BC before computers, right? And so anyway, uh, it's a long, 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 long flight with lots of layovers. I got there early. Always recommend this. Uh, get the jet lag out of the way and and to know was going to nose around Cairo there's a lot of Coptic shrines tr- uh, there really really cool stuff uh, Mary's tree and and Zaytun, I've talked about many times went to see that on my own but uh, this this gospel was perfect because I, I had my pocket picked <laughs> there and had no money so I had no money and and then when I got off the plane I had no traveling bag either so uh, you know how it is when you're you're waiting at the carousel Anybody here never flown? And you're you're looking, and first, it actually goes this way at PDX, and you keeping your eye on that opening. You seen one bag after the other coming out. Here's a travel tip: stay close to that door. That way, nobody will walk off with your bag. Okay, that's just a little helpful hint. Anyway, I was over there watching for my bag. I didn't know who was on this tour. All they said was, meet us at this certain spot and the bus will pick you up and take you off to out uh, Actually, I had a, I had a bus. Uh, they, they arranged this bus for me to go to some hotel. So. But I didn't know who else was on this tour. Because some other people were there early also. And it didn't come and it didn't come. Finally, everybody left and the bag belt stopped and I was left there alone. In Egypt with no luggage. You know, you have your carry-on with all the essentials so you don't have a ruined trip. But... So I went over to the luggage place, and they, they spoke perfect English. I said, I said, look, I used to do what you do. I, I know it's going to come in, but how long will it be? He said, so? So, Father, it looks like the shoes like on the other foot now, isn't it, Father? <laughs> a really unhelpful Egyptian guy there. At, uh, and, yes, the uh, desk. I'm just kind of going, it's, I'm too tired for to this. Well, after about 10 more minutes, the belt started, and here comes my bag, my loan bag. You know, it's like, I was just like, you know, this these empty suitcase moments when you think you've lost everything, you know. And what it was, of course, I've learned since then, when I travel with my travel chalice, it's made of brass, invariably, I'll, the bag would get searched, whether it's carry-on or or check luggage they'll search for. I don't know if it looks like a gun or what it is, but they always, they always want to find out what that is, so that's what it was. So, but anyway, um, we have these moments where we find ourselves at a loss, and it's quite frequent. We, we've, I've said a number of times now, we had three or four of those this year as Oregonians, and people in the whole world had, had you know, the empty suitcase Easter comes to mind. Uh, for example, last year, when nobody was here. We get sick, and we don't... Suddenly, we, we uh, all of our plans go out the window. We have 100, 115 degrees, and a lot of people got very sick during that thing. Um, there's all kinds of ways in which we may fill our suitcases empty. And the Lord doesn't want to just empty the suitcases, but to fill us with himself. But there has to be room for God to get in. And so sometimes he allows us to... Realize our human condition. It's not that we really have full suitcases because we don't. We only think we do. We may think we're prepared, but we're not. Anybody who thinks they're prepared for the next thing hasn't lived through this last year. You know, we can you only do be a prepper for so much. We really don't know what's coming in the future. Christians should be relying on God more. And as we go through the spiritual life, he will allow us to experience those moments when we are so to speak, at the carousel, and nothing's coming in. Uh, it, Henry David Thoreau, in, in his book Walden, um, I think it's called Walden, um, I only got a third of the way through it, but it was very, very dense, read it many years ago. But uh, the part that, that sticks in my mind is he's sitting there in his cabin in Concord, New Hampshire, and there's a road that passes by, and he could see them from, from there. He wasn't really out in the in the deep woods. It was It was a pretty... It was, you know, it was somebody's land, and he was there, and he he wrote his, wrote his book, and was living very close to the land. He would see these these horse carts, and he said, "I keep seeing horse carts, or uh, filled with furniture, with horse carts pulling furniture." He so said, "I see, I see people going through life like a horse cart pulling a cart full of heavy furniture." That sound familiar? And the, the older we get, the more baggage we we collect. Oh, that was good. Uh, <laughs> and and he, you know, his point was it's that we don't need all this stuff. Not just physical things, but but we, we get our our own ideas and hang ups and God can't get in. And so there are times when when we need that openness to God for him to fill. St. Uh, Faustina, who uh, wrote the de- uh, story, uh, um, divine mercy in my soul and from whom we got mercy Sunday, her, her visions she was a very simple, uneducated nun and the nuns made it very clear to her what they thought of that and they, how much they, they disliked the fact that she was having visions that she was not worthy of it one nun actually said to her, sister get it through your thick head Jesus not, does not appear to sinful people like you. She wrote this in her book. Well, I I think that nun changed her mind. <laughs> That's precisely the kind of person that Jesus does appear to. But but Stan Faustina writes, She said to the Lord, she said, I she had blown it somehow with the nuns or something and she felt so miserable. She said, Lord, you got the wrong nun here. I can't do what you're asking me to do And she's she's filled with misery. She calls it misery. I said She said, all I have is misery. And he said, daughter, don't you understand that I let you experience who you really are without me? I want you to know that everything that you will be doing now will be through my grace. That without me, this is what you are in and of yourself. So what we find is when we have a lost luggage moment or a empty bag moment, we find out who we really are. I stubbed my toe three times yesterday. The first two, I was very virtuous. The third one, well, that's between me and my confessor. That's all I can say. It was the same toe three times, you know? And what you you say, what comes out of you is what's inside of you in a difficult moment. You know, I'm always joking about the train on Front Street, but there's an element of truth to getting stuck in traffic when you have somewhere to go and that somebody was complaining to me there was a visitor they said you'll never believe where I, I got stuck in this massive traffic jam between her and Portland I said, don't tell me Wilsonville they said how'd you know <laughs> <laughs> he, said, um, he said father I, I should probably go to confession I said yeah you probably should I said, you know, it's, it, but when those things happen um, that wasn't confession by the way but we were joking about it but, but those and sometimes they're very serious things. But this is where we find out who we are. And just to give an example, I handled so many people's luggage, and people would get mad. We, the term we used, it's not meant to be derogatory, but we called them irates, and that's what they were. And everybody's angry, but not everybody was an irate. And you could tell a, how well put together a person was by how they handled the legitimate... Genuine inconvenience and possibly the ruining of a vacation or Christmas by the company I work for. And uh, of course, I didn't do it. I was the one trying to help them. It's to get a clue here. Yelling at me is not going to help you at all, but sometimes that's what they want. But you can see how some people react very badly to things like this. And our Lord does try to educate us this way. More importantly, though, he's not trying to... to to get rid of things he's trying to make room so he can fill us he wants to fill us with all these graces as we go through life we should be more and more filled with grace COVID was a big emptying process it literally emptied the church you know it's so good we're going to do the sign of peace today for the first time in 15 months I mean you've been doing it all along and don't think I don't know (laughs) as soon as I turn my back (laughs) <laughs> but, but, no, we, we decided some time ago that we'd give you some time to do what you need to do, but officially I couldn't, wasn't permitted to do that. But, but this emptying process has had a great and, and a beautiful effect in many ways on our parish. A lot of people have gotten a lot more fervent in their faith. A few have left, and a lot more have come. A lot of people got the faith watching the videos and, and are, are still there. We have a lot of people watching, but please God, the church was built with, with a camera in it. I didn't want that camera. I said it's ugly. <laughs> oh Lord, but the Lord prevailed, and and he, knew, you know, he had a plan, didn't he? See that plan? See that camera there? It was a donation. God knew why He put it there. You know, dumb cluck pastor. I'm the last one to know anything around here about God's plans. But in the midst of all that, we find that not only is there a purification process, but we also. Uh, We discover what we miss, whether it's our family, those of you who've had loved ones that were sick, you couldn't visit them, uh, or uh, different festivities that we had to be without or health that we're worried about, and some still are. And all of this, we're not really in control of our lives. And as Christians, God wants to do something special with you and me. He has something in mind. We have a role to fulfill, a purpose to our lives, but we don't know what it is. And if we want to do the driving, we're, you know, we're going to get lost. God has to be the one to drive us. And it's in those moments when we're most empty that God wants to do the greatest wonders. And so I really believe, you know, that whatever the meaning of all, the, all we've been through uh, and it goes for a lot of things in our lives, the important thing is that, is that God is also doing something great in the midst of the worst tragedies that we have to go through in life. And that's something we as we often only see this in retrospect. So later on, at least in Matthew's Gospel, and I think in one or the other ones, Jesus will tell them, remember when I told you not to take a bag or a pair of sandals, now I tell you, take your extra tunic, because uh, he was indicating that he was going to be arrested. In other words, this is not the advice he gave them for the rest of their lives. That was a lesson in doing without. Sometimes we'll have everything we need, but when he does, we do have those moments when we feel powerless or emptied or unable to uh, deal with something, or those moments when we realize who we really are, which is in need of improvement. We—this is where God does His greatest work in us, if we let Him. So it's really a great and practical gospel for the, because each of us are the disciples. He wants all of us to experience this once in a while, like St. Faustina and all the saints went through this, this, this um, divine emptying so that he can fill us with the Spirit. We can really do the work of God in, in the really challenging world that we live in today.